0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Up ahead on a jam-packed NBA today, LeBron and company take another L as they can't get it done late versus the Dubs. Plus, Ramona Shelburne joins us with up to the minute news on where everything stands following the mega swap between the Nets and Sixers. And don't look now, But Boston has quietly put together eight straight wins. Richard Jefferson on Don't stab Me, Bro. That'll be must-see. NBA Today starts now. Did you say Boston? I heard that. I heard the the little extra. Yep. You know, why not a little extra? I heard the little extra. You know, make them feel at home here. Welcome to NBA Today. You're at home. I am sitting in for Malika Andrews. And happy Valentine's Day. Alongside Ramona Shelburne and Richard Jefferson, I am George Sedano. Kendrick Perkins will join us in just a minute. But – We begin with the continued fallout from the biggest deal at the deadline. Now, there's only one L in Brooklyn, but the Nets have racked up 11 of them in a row with the last two losses coming on the heels of dealing James Harden to the 76ers in a package that got them Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. The Nets' recent skid and the trade has left the mic open for plenty of conversation.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup
2: From our Adrian Wojnarowski, the Brooklyn Nets are trading James Harden to Philadelphia for the 76ers. Ben Simmons?
3: I'm not surprised. I have not talked to James about unhappiness, other than just typical day-to-day, how can we make this
4: thing better? Uh, Now that it's official, I think we can wish him well. And for me, Uh, i just want everybody to be happy you know you never really know what people they're going to decide to do Um, i can't really say that you you feel that in the locker room so to say but um you know we get hints
5: this was something that um james and myself talked about over the last few
2: days and these decisions to to move on from a player like that of that caliber are never easy ones james being up front from day one was Mm -hmm you know the clock is ticking for him
3: he wants to win a championship and and, and we do too with
2: james harden
3: and one of the best players in the league uh, you know mvp it's pretty exciting
1: and with that james harden joined the sixers earlier this morning hard attended practice and was apparently very excited this photo was taken and posted by the sixers twitter page take a look here It looks like the Sixers are are good with their side of the deal here. Now, on Monday, the Sixers said that Harden would be out through the All-Star break as he continues to rehab his hamstring, meaning he won't participate in the All-Star game despite being picked uh, last amongst that particular group on TNT the other night. But, Ramona, the Sixers appear to have been Harden's first pick in this particular case, having asked for a trade to Philly which he was ultimately granted. So, how did his wishes affect Brooklyn's strategy at the deadline?
6: I think what was complicated is that you saw what he how he was playing, you saw, you heard what he was saying behind the scenes, but when James would talk to Sean Marks or Steve Nash, Joe Tsai, the owner of the team, he would say like don't believe all these rumors unless you hear it directly from me. And I think what was hard for the the Nets which was Okay, well, we what we see and on the court and what we hear off the court are not matching what you're saying. And eventually, very late in the process, as the deadline was approaching, James Harden did end up FaceTiming with Sean Marks and with Joseph Side, the owner, and saying, I would prefer to be in Philadelphia. And so he was a man of his word. He said, when when there's a problem, you'll hear it directly from me. Um, FaceTime to FaceTime, and I know some people are like, "Oh, you couldn't meet with him." And FaceTime first, is
1: better than text. FaceTime I'll say that. Better, better to break up over and FaceTime than text. Also logistical issues. Okay, yeah. they were, you know.
6: <laughs> um, and then afterwards, you know, this is the the part that I think is is interesting. He they made a decision. Like, okay, we're gonna, you're not going to play until. After this trade deadline, because we, you know, we'll right. have to get what we want for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really late in the process that he finally said that to them, and it gave them a very limited. You know, they had a posture of, you know, what everybody just hang tight. And uh, when we get Kevin Durant back, it's going to go better. James will turn around. Things will. But when he finally said, I, w- I want to be in Philly long term and I want to be there if you can make that happen, great. Um, that's when I think everybody realized, okay, there's, there's momentum for a deal now. And also, he left. He went to Houston. He didn't, he didn't go with the team and stay with the team. He was in Houston for that trade deadline.
0: Hmm.
3: The hardest part for me when you look at you know the James Harden situation is that you understand Kyrie said it you just want players to be happy that's that's yeah. that's really all you truly want but there's also a little bit you would think responsibility and if he's going to be the type of player that's going to lead to a championship you have to kind of set the bar when you're not happy there's a lack of professionalism that just flows through and so you can be excited that you have James Harden but The real thing that you want to focus on if you're Philly and you're Philly fans Mm -hmm. is a happy James Harden. Because an unhappy or a this isn't great James Harden he just hasn't been giving the effort even consistently. Let's look at other players even when they struggle. Yeah. LeBron James' team is not very good, and he's one of the best players in the league just like James Harden. But you don't question his effort. You don't question his effort every single time he goes on the floor, and that's the same for guys like Giannis if their team is struggling, Kevin Durant if their team is struggling. You never question their effort regardless of that. But, you know, James Harden, I think this is going to be a great fit, and I look forward to seeing them get on the court.
1: And we don't question your effort. Clearly you went hard yesterday during the Super Bowl oh, I as think- we I know, it was hard for two yeah. days. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Any, like, anybody yeah. can go hard yeah. during the Super Bowl. That's amateur hour. If you can't mix in an entire weekend of just, <laughs> let's get down, let's let's have a great time. All right,
1: okay? Let, let's find out what Perk had to say. Oh, Perk, God. what do you think about how this all went down?
2: Perk, what I do you actually, think? I actually applaud James. I actually applaud James Harden. He, he jumped off the ship before it sunk. <laughs> you know, and, and the reason is, is right now, because Kyrie Irving – is allowed to be the captain, and he's sinking the whole ship over there in Brooklyn. And James Harden saw the writing on the wall. And so it, what mm-hmm. happened was, he's like, look, I didn't sign up for this. I did not sign up for this. Let me get out of here as fast as I can, because there's no accountability. And this is the culture that the Brooklyn Nets are building right now. Something that they're going to have to correct. But I actually love James Harden. Look, he spoke up when time was needed. At the end of the day, he yeah. was there to do his job. He didn't want to call cause any more distractions than they, than than they already have. So the time came where he said, "You know what? I want out. The trade deadline is near. I want to get to Philly. And then me had this FaceTime conversation with him. Perk did he visit you while he was in Houston or what? No, nah, no nah, he didn't. I mean, you know what I mean? You know James do his thing and well whatever the case may be, I'm all good with that, but I I actually love what he did, to be honest. Get up out of
1: there. Well, after the trade, Harden's former teammate Kevin Durant was noncommittal about the move. Ramona, what role did he play?
6: Well, George, there was a there was a moment there. It was about a month ago, January 13th. And it's, you know, when you're putting together these stories, you kind of look, wait, January 13th. That's an interesting day. That was actually one year to the day of the first trade that brought James to Brooklyn. But January 13th, Kevin Durant, his agent, Rich Kleiman, his manager, Rich Kleiman, um, and Rich Paul, the agent for Ben Simmons, all met up in New York. They met up on separate business, but, of course, when you are in the same room and there's an opportunity for Rich Paul to say, hey, Kevin, you should think about this, um, that that's where he planted those seeds of trading for Ben Simmons and saying this this would be good for you guys. And at the time, Kevin was not quite there yet. Um, he wanted to see how this would work. Now, two days later, Kevin hurts his knee, and that's where this spiral goes. That's what, uh, that's what causes this to speed up. But... At that point, the Brooklyn Nets are not doing this without Kevin Durant's sign-off. He, they're, they're, everything they do is run through Kevin Durant. He's okay with everything. And so I think this has been going on for a month now since they had that meeting and that, that discussion was had. And I think it probably Kevin was trying to get in, involved here where it wasn't necessarily right then. It took a couple of weeks for him to get to that place. But they would not have made this move if he was not on board.
1: So, Richard, will it work? hmm
3: I think it has a chance to work, but look, understand this. The three best players from the Brooklyn Nets are, one, is injured. Uh, right currently now and I think he'll come back Irving, but he's currently injured another one hasn't currently played all season long and even when he has played part of the reason why they're in this position is because of some certain deficiencies that he has that prevents him from performing at a high level uh, late in games and in certain situations and then their other best player Kyrie Irving can only play in half the games so like I'm sorry. Like, I am a Brooklyn Nets guy. That's the team that draft. I work with the Brooklyn Nets. This one is like they just need to get everything back. We can't judge them off what, they're, what we're looking at because there is no, there's no sample size.
1: Perk, let me ask you this. You know, your thoughts on the Nets, but how much faith do you have in the Sixers now that they've got Harden?
2: Oh, I have all the faith in the world. Especially the way that Joel Embiid is playing. Did you see what he did the other night? You know, that 40-piece wing dinner, Cajun rub, (laughs) uh, you know, a (laughs) triple-double. Like, I kept saying, Joel Embiid right now, like, he's eye candy to the rest of the league. And, like, if you're a superstar, like a guy like James Harden, and you look over there and you see this guy balling out of control. You see culture, you see stability, you see guys getting along, you see camaraderie. And part of this you could blame on Ben Simmons because what happened was when Ben Simmons said, I'm not showing up to camp and I'm not gonna play for Philly again, this team came together and they became closer. And James Harden wants to become part of this family along with Dale Moore. So I think, one, we have to look at this duo as one of the best duos if not the best duo in the NBA, too. I feel like James Harden and Darryl Morey's relationship is so close that James Harden is gonna give everything and more not to let Darryl Morey down. We have to remember, Darryl Morey was the first to actually take a chance on James Harden for his them out, believing that he was a franchise guy giving him multiple hundred million dollars extensions James Harden have loyalty towards Darryl Morey and I feel like James Harden is going to give him everything and more to try to bring a championship and make this work. Richard quickly on, on the fit in Philly.
3: Well see my thing is this This reminds me of when LeBron James was looking at Anthony Davis is like if I can get that guy on my team yeah. I can win a championship and I think I think the way that that, uh, James Harden is looking at uh, uh, Joel Embiid is like, if that guy, if I can get on his team, we can win a championship. So I think this is going to be a perfect fit as far as just
1: their relationship on the court. And, Ramona, you have some details about the final conversation between Sixers coach Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons now with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Can you share us what that conversation yeah, well, was about?
6: Yeah, well, you know, it was, it was interesting. Like, Ben was obviously really excited for this long situation to be over. It's going to take him some time to get back on the court. Um, but he did end up having one long conversation with Doc Rivers afterwards. And I think his his message, the way it's been described to me was, you know, I'm happy this is over. It was never personal with Ben and and Doc that he always said, you know, I, I respect the way you were so honest with me about everything when he says honest. I mean, Doc was always saying you're under contract. I expect you to play. And I, and it, you know, like that—that that was his position on it. And I, and I think he never, he never wavered from it. Ben appreciated that perspective. Um, and Doc would say essentially, "Well, it is personal because you're not playing for me right now." And and that connection was never quite made. But um, at that point, it wasn't worth revisiting all the history. It wasn't re- worth revisiting. You said what you said, or you didn't come see me in Los Angeles. Uh, Ben's moving on, and he's—I, you know—you think from a basketball perspective uh this is an incredible fit there in Brooklyn where he doesn't have to be a shooter out there. He can just be Ben Simmons and play that Draymond Green type of role.
2: Perk, you wanted to weigh in? Yeah, I did because you 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 know why? Because uh I, Doc took a lot of heat for what he said mm-hmm. last year uh yep. when when the Philadelphia 76ers got knocked out by the Hawks. But I I have to remind people that Doc Rivers stood by Ben Simmons the entire season, even throughout the playoffs, yep. when when reporters, when everybody was saying, hey, Doc, would you? why are you not benching Ben Simmons and playing Tyrese Maxey? Because I strongly believe, I said it time and time again, I feel like the 76ers could have beat the Hawks if they would have put Ben Simmons on the bench and let Tyrese Maxey, uh, you know, uh, rock out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, look, it's never personal. This is a business. And sometimes I feelings get involved. And sometimes outsiders' distractions get involved. Sometimes we get the wrong knowledge from the wrong people and they they steer us in the wrong direction. Do I think this is Great for Ben Simmons to finally get a new start. Absolutely. I think he's gonna do well in Brooklyn individually. I don't know how they're gonna be at a team as a team, but I think he's gonna come out with something to prove and have a chip on his shoulder. But I wanted to defend Doc for a minute because Doc been taking a lot of unfair criticism when he actually stuck by Ben Simmons for a long time, more than he probably should have, that cost him an exit out of the playoffs. Go at them, Perk. Go at them on Twitter. We know you want to do that.
1: All right, plenty more to come here on NBA Mm -hmm. Today, including Mm -hmm. did you see what Joel Embiid did to Jared Allen? I did not Uh. know he could do that. Top of the top in just a bit, and bottom of the bottom is where the Lakers seem to be headed right now. What went wrong for the Lakers against Mm. the Warriors? Plus, we're going streaky. Well, what? just to be clear, uh, not us. The Celtics, the okay. winners Hold of eight straight. <laughs> Richard, keep your clothes on. Okay. And Richard on what he sees with the C's. That's coming <laughs> up next here on NBA Today. I see what yeah, you did got a lot more there.
3: clothes than you usually do. I see what you did there.
1: Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. LeBron James and the Lakers facing the Warriors. By the way, Elgin Baylor, who we saw a second ago, the originator of the Eurostep. Okay. First quarter action here. Avery Bradley gets the steal. He's going to find LeBron cutting down the middle of the lane for the jam.
3: Look, the Lakers were playing... Pretty solid basketball throughout. They were kind of
1: answering every single call that the Warriors
3: were putting out. And then Austin Reeves with the block.
1: That was amazing. On Clay. Now, Clay will get him back in a moment, but here comes Malik Monk. He goes up, gets the and one. Lakers fans excited. Lakers fans show up everywhere. Then the Warriors down six off the turnover. Watch this. Here comes Clay. He goes the other way, he'll get the and one on Austin Reeves.
3: I remember when LeBron used to jump high enough to block that shot. And
1: he cut hey. – he makes the free throw, though, cut the lead to Kicking three. Lakers yeah. under two minutes left. Jordan Poole. Oh. Nope. finds Clay though, on the rebound. And, of Clay course, like that, I just keep giving him – Season time. high 33 from Clay. Under seven seconds left here. Here's LeBron. Tries to get it to go. Gets the foul. Never Steph before, not thrilled foul. about it. Steph felt it was on the floor. So him and Steve Kerr, Warriors not happy got, about it. Warriors
3: got burned early in the season for not trying to foul.
1: But Bron misses the first one oh. of the three shots. And on the third one, High Arker, which like is smart. That. He gets the rebound as it caroms to him, but comes up short. And the Lakers come up short, 117-115. to 115. Here's LeBron after the game.
2: I hate doing anything when it comes in a loss. Um, and we had an opportunity to, to, to uh, win a big game tonight. Um, But like I said, um, throughout my career, um, anytime I've been linked with some of the greats, I've always just been in awe, Um, um, you know, been appreciative of the opportunity to play this game at the highest level. Um, You know, I love the game of basketball. I love being a part of the NBA and being able to to inspire, uh, you know, so many different sets of generations. Um, And along that way, when you're able to accomplish things individually, then um, at some point, I guess, have an opportunity to kind of sit back and uh, think about it.
1: Now joining us is senior NBA NBA writer for the undefeated, Mark Spears. Mark, we just heard from LeBron, and you were at the game on Saturday. So how did you feel the Lakers were handling their latest loss?
4: Well, you know, hey, George, you being in L.A., man, no loss is a good loss in L.A., right? But this was like the best loss of the season, I thought, for the Lakers. (laughs) there was just a different vibe about them. So after the trade deadline passed on Thursday, they practiced on Friday in San, San Francisco, And Frank Vogel, their coach, said, hey, we got to reset our energy, our mindset. These are our guys that are going to be here. Let's move forward. And you could see a difference uh, when they played the Warriors on Saturday. The energy shift. They were more connected. And to me, it was probably, it was definitely the best game by Westbrook this month. He had 19, 7, and 5. But there just seemed to be a different thing with him. The pressure was off. He was just playing. There was no frustration. He was playing at the end of the game. He wasn't on the bench. So, yeah, the, the Lakers lost, but even AD and LeBron acknowledge after the game that, you know, there was a different mindset. There was a lot less pressure, and these guys are moving forward. So, you know, perhaps this is a, a, a good move mentally for the Lakers going forward.
1: And we've seen Clay, obviously, kind of rebound from the injury, had an incredible game the other night, 33 points, big second half for him. But what do we know about the latest on Draymond Green, Mark?
4: Well, Draymond Green hasn't played since January 5th. Uh, He's been working out on his own uh, with his back injury. Uh, But I think there might be a little light at the end of the tunnel. He will not be playing in the All-Star game. But I'm starting to hear some optimism that in about three weeks, he will be back on the court, which... Certainly will be great news uh, for the Warriors. He will be in Cleveland for All-Star. He's looking forward to being around the top 75 players and doing his side job working for Turner. But uh, the Warriors could have him and Wiseman back in their lineup in March, which would be great for their team because it still gives them a month and a half to get on the same page with Clay, who Draymond really hasn't played yet with. Wiseman hasn't played with Clay. Kaminga's playing great. Curry probably wants to get this team set. So the game uh, this month of March is going to be huge for the Warriors, hopefully with a full complement of players for the first time.
1: Mark Spears, senior writer of the Undefeated. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. All right, man. take George. care. All right, look, obviously things with the Lakers have been not so great. It's been a rough season for sure. So the question is, can the Lakers, Richard, turn this thing around and, and get better as the season goes on?
3: I, well, uh, let me say this. They can play better. They can get better. They have been playing awful. I think they would admit that. No one up here. Yeah. That, I don't even think that's a shot at them. So, yes, can it get better? Yes, it can are they ever going to get to a spot in my opinion with this current roster that they can contend for the Western Conference or they can contend for a championship? That answer is still no but they can get better. I think at best if this team kind of got things going, filled some of the gaps maybe they get to the second round and don't have another first round loss Mm -hmm. like they had last year but what they don't want to do is get into the play-in game, not be playing great basketball, then have to go against an absolute juggernaut in Phoenix or Golden State. That will be a first run exit for them
1: perk let me ask you uh how do they get better then richard says they can get better how do they get better and how much of that is on anthony davis
5: 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business
2: Well, well, the first thing is they have to play with effort, and I think that's the bright spot we saw on Saturday against the Warriors, that they actually competed. Like, Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter didn't show up big for us scoring-wise, but I thought defensively he had a, a, a pretty decent impact on the game. But I just think the Lakers just gotta, at this point, like, they have too many veterans not to say we're gonna figure this out. Like, Russell Westbrook, MVP, LeBron James, four times MVP. Anthony Davis still in his prime at 28 years old. Like, we're not dealing with a bunch of rookies here, so they have to have a coming-to-Jesus meeting or figure it out or whatever the case may be. But here's why I disagree with RJ at about the play-in tournament. The play-in tournament actually is the best thing that ever happened for the Lakers because that actually gives them a better shot of actually getting into the playoffs. (laughs) Without the play-in tournament, they wouldn't even have a chance. And I understand. Look, RJ, I understand what you're saying. They don't want to see the Suns or the Warriors in the first round. I don't even think they want to see the Grizzlies. But we all know that you never know what could happen in the playoffs, that when it comes down to it that record is 0 and 0 what you done in the regular season don't even matter they'll come in as the underdogs they would definitely be the 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 probably the top 8 or 7 seed to ever be you know one of the best best eight or seven seeds to ever be in the playoff that you would want to see. So, I mean, the best thing for the Lakers that happened was they got added to play-in tournament.
1: Well, the interesting part is, and the reason I brought up Anthony Davis, was the fourth quarters, when he plays well in the fourth quarter... They win when he doesn't play well in the fourth quarter. They don't win. They're very. They've had a lot of close games, mm-hmm. and so using that metric, you know, he hasn't played well
3: in a lot of fourth quarters. But yeah. they
1: have not won a lot of games. Okay. Yeah. Well, look. In games decided yep. by five points uh, or less this season, you know, in wins he's getting six points in the fourth quarter, which is pretty good. And in losses, he's averaging less than four.
6: Yeah, they just didn't get him involved in, yeah. the, in the Warriors game. But I think the issue with the Lakers now is management said to this team. This is your team. Make it work. And there's a clarity that comes from not doing something. There's a clarity that comes from, from management saying this is the bed you must lie in now. And I, I think that they are in this place where they, they look like a team that seemed relieved. They seemed relieved on, on Saturday. They seemed like, okay, it didn't happen, and we're going to have to make this work, not only for this year, but going forward. All
1: right, we'll see. Still to come here on NBA Today are the Celtics, slowly but surely – Actually a legit threat in the East. Mm -hmm. Well, don't miss what Richard Jefferson says on that shortly. Plus, it's Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. We'll ask our panel to pick just one. Coming up. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. All right welcome back it was Super Bowl weekend but in the NBA we had some of the best plays of the season so let's run through the top of the top this weekend. Let's go. Top blocks we get started in Boston where Grant Williams absolutely pins Jermichael Green at the rim. Okay Grant
3: Williams I had no big boy can get up like that. Come on now. That's a good block that's a good block. Okay top blocks. Oh, uh, hopefully my. we got better than this hopefully hopefully we didn't stand up and come over here and this is going to be the best for the weekend <laughs> well apparently there's
1: more here let oh, there's take more. A look at this oh that's what i'm talking
3: about joker that's what i'm talking about see that look at that see that's hype that that'll get me hype. oh no i'm sorry nick there is no review of it oh, that's no, just a that's damn clean. good block that's clean he blocked canada too the flag right there <laughs> the get whole country got the blocked the whole country got blocked right there that's fine <laughs> I, lo- I love right. you, my kid. Can- Let's Canadian move over people.
1: to the top dimes it. in Indiana. Sunday, Tyrese Halliburton put on a passing clinic. He had ten dimes in the first half alone. Ended up with sixteen. Look at this. Yeah, it's
3: it's pretty easy for this guy. I, it just, I'm surprised that he's on this team to tell you the truth. But you know, in a trade, I know this is one of the big trade controversies uh, last week. Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a stud. He even has a chance of being an all-star in the league, but ultimately he got traded for an all-star, so I think it's a good
1: trade. Yeah, I don't get what Sacramento was doing there. All right, top posters. (laughs) What a weekend it was for the Dunks. We start in Chicago. Look at that. Vucevic
3: okay. USC zone. Okay, see look, that's that's what happens when the young fellas they don't they don't know that the big fella can get up like that. I see Vucevic. Who else? Who else? We got all oh, oh, Joel. W- this might be the dunk of the year. Yeah. Because Jared Allen is a shot blocking machine. That is man on man crime right there. God.
1: Oh, and just body him. And Jared Allen's also one of the nicest person. That has nothing ever. to
3: do. There's nothing I feel to bad do. for him. If you're nice, <laughs> if you're a bad person, it doesn't matter. Right there, like the that is just that's just crime. All
1: right. Oh, look at Ant Man. Oh, oh, hello.
3: See, I, like, I said dunk of the year, Ant Man. That's still the dunk of the year.
1: But that's pretty good. I like putting the shoulder into it. Look at that. Look at that.
3: Oh, and and look, he's starting to get a reputation, so people kind of jump and float by him. They do like the little business decisions.
1: Well, apparently, you know, we have a young spry, Richard Jefferson, doing some of that stuff. Let's take a look back at this slam over Darko. Oh, over Darko? Yeah, that's not even in in HD. That's how old this is. why would
3: you do that? (laughs) I feel like my McDonald's All-American game footage is more clear than this. Where did you guys steal this? (laughs) And here are you in Cleveland, old man. Is this is this eight millimeter? what is this? I mean you're old bro this is dope yeah, yeah. if you guys want I have a collection of YouTube videos I could submit it's no big deal I'll get you better footage than that.
1: <laughs> okay all right listen this is what happens when you played in the 90s I believe like you late 90s. 1900s all right I have to say. still to come. It's time to give some folks their flowers on Valentine's Day. Yeah, love is in the air and positivity is the vibe. You'll love it NBA today rolls on in a moment.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Celtics hosting the Hawks yesterday. Trey Young getting some shots up early and hitting them from the bench, kind of like Perk and Richard used to do back in the day. Never did that. Jason Tatum's son, Deuce, also getting in some pregame shots. First quarter was all Trey. Check this out. Ooh, ooh. hits it from way downtown. Hawks up seven. Then the Hawks up four. Trey again from deep. Nails the triple. Hawks up seven again. Later, Atlanta still up seven. Trey drives, gets the bucket here, and the foul. Trey would finish with 30 points. Second quarter under 30 seconds left. Celtics down 12. Derek White. Watch this.
3: On new addition.
1: Yeah. Baseline drive. Up top. Let's go for the time lord. Third quarter Celtics up two. Jalen Brown on the break here. Hits Bogdan Bogdanovich with the crossover for the lay in. Celtics go up four. Skip to the fourth quarter. Boston up seven. Jason Tatum three pointer. Count all three of those. Tatum with 38 points 10 boards. Celtics win again 105 to 95. All right. With their eighth straight win. We thought it was the perfect time to revisit. Richard's segment. Don't stop me, bro! Let's go. Alright, now look, the
3: Celtics have dominated defensively during their win streak. They are allowing just under 96 points per 100 possessions. That means they are best in the NBA during this win streak by almost 10 points per 100 possessions, which is roughly the difference between number 2 and number 19. So they're averaging 10 less points over that 100 possession. So they went from basically number 19 to now number 2, right? So here, we're going to check this out. Look at the help, man. out. Horford is historically a very good defender. Maybe he's a little bit old, but he can still do the position. Jason Tatum up to the body against Gallinari. Contesting. These are difficult. Look, three guys in the paint, so they're boxing out. They're contesting shots and they're giving help. Here again, Al Horford in the right position, but also know he's got Time Lord behind him. Good contest and everyone's got to get in there. You got to get into the fray. That's what they've been doing, an outstanding job. And then also on the offensive end, ball movement has been key according to second spectrum the Celtics have averaged 323 passes per game well it does at the end of the day they're passing the ball more it's 300 they went to second best at right now during this streak at one point in time they were 11th best and why is this so important it's because certain players can thrive when there's no ball movement Jason Tatum can thrive Jalen Brown can get uh, he can thrive but if you want your team to thrive you need more ball movement that's why Coaches are always trying to convince stars to pass the ball because other guys need a rhythm. Here, you're going to have White. Look at that ball movement. That's an easier shot for Jason Tatum. He draws in three, makes the right move, catches it, swings it. Look at this, just crazy ball movement, and now players get easy shots. So that's where it becomes a ton more key for your team, is to make sure that you understand that guys can thrive with no ball movement. Jason Tatum, great one-on-one player. But if you want everybody else to thrive, Jason's got to get off that ball a little bit quicker and make faster decisions.
1: All right, let's bring back Perk here. Oh, why? And I want to ask you, Perk, (laughs) <laughs> what, what did you make of Richard's evaluation, number one? And what's changed the most, secondly, about what Boston
2: has done uh, during this win streak? Well, well, RJ was on point like Rondo. though. Let me say that about everything he just broke down. For once, he was right, okay? Um, <laughs> and, and here he is, right? I know I was on record about a month ago saying, hey, you know what? It's time to break Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum up. But I'm glad I ruffled them feathers because since then, they had a sit-down and a meeting together. Since then, you see a different type of chemistry. And since then, guys all of a sudden know their roles. We already know what type of player Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is. We know what they're going to bring to the table. Jason Tatum, one of the most prolific scorers in the game today. Jalen Brown, one of the better two-way players in the game today. But when you look at Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart has actually become the point guard, the facilitator. He's taking less shots and he's 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 making the offense run. And then now all of a sudden you see a guy like Rob Williams, who, by the way, is a top ten center in the NBA. You see this guy out here getting you a double-double. You see him getting the easy lob to the basket. Uh, you know, the first or second player of the game, and then all of a sudden he's having those three to five block shots anchoring the defense. And I thought one key thing that the Celtics did was that at the trade deadline, they picked up Derek White. This guy's a flat out hooper. I mean, he's he flies under the radar, but he's everything and more that the Celtics needed coming in off the bench. We obviously know that he could he's a spacer. He can knock down threes, but he's also well with moving without the ball. And his IQ is, is established. When you talk about playmaking ability, he's been a Colorado coach well. He's been under the Spurs culture coached very well under Greg Popovich. So all, all Pop did was threw a lob to email you, and said, here, finish the dunk because I'm going to hand wrap this and gift it to you. But at the end of the day, the Celtics have identity, and I think the way that the East is so wide open and the way that guys are moving around, Brooklyn is struggling and all this, the Celtics, if Jason Tatum, to be the Jason Tatum that we saw on Sunday afternoon and put his head down and be aggressive and play angry and play with passion, then absolutely it's wide open and the Celtics don't have a ceiling.
3: Okay, Perk, there is a lot to unpack there, mainly because you talk for the entire
2: segment. <laughs> Jeez, dude.
3: Like, I understand that. I miss you, bro, but come sit next to me so I can look at you a little differently. You can't so, talk. Uh, uh, the, bro,
2: I'm, uh, trying uh, listen, on uh, mean, uh, I'm trying to help you out. You don't want our horse. I'm trying to help you out. I know, out. he's
1: out there yelling at SoFi Stadium yesterday sorry, at the Super Bowl, listen, man, you know?
3: sorry about my rounds. Yeah.
1: Anyways...
3: Perk is right, but one thing that I want to point out, but it, there's good and bad to this, depending on how you look at it. If we can pop up who they've played over this win streak, Uh-oh. and the no, but the reason why I say this is good as bad is because we can look at other teams, right, that don't win these games. Right. Obviously, the Nets have been struggling. The Magic aren't good. The Pistons aren't good. Heat are pretty good. Hornets are good. Pelicans they they've been up and down. Wait, did you just, just
1: give the Hornets a good and the Heat only a pretty good? No, I, I'm saying they the one seat.
3: I'm just going. <laughs> I, I'm going through the okay. things that are like okay. good, pretty good, like whatever. So my point is, is that if you look at this, they've done what they were supposed to do. They beat some of these teams. They were supposed. They should have beat the Heat at home. They should beat the Hornets at home. So if your most difficult teams that you're playing are at home, and then you're beating the teams you're supposed to on the road so to Perk's point, they are starting to establish an identity. And when you establish identity, you start doing things consistently. And that's what they've been doing. They've been beating the team they're supposed to beat. And they've been very, very competitive against the better teams in the league when at home.
1: Three quick things here. They struggled in clutch time and in the fourth quarter of games. And that has not been the case during this win streak. They've gotten much better Mm -hmm. after the turn of the calendar. And speaking after the turn of the calendar, their point differential, they were only a plus one through December 31st. Since then, since January 1st, plus 11, which is the best in the league right now, and they should never beat the Heat.
3: Okay. No, they. they but, but really quickly before Perk jumps in here and <laughs> says this, I love his point about, about White and about Marcus Smart. The reason why is, like, when you look at the Clippers, they had two great scores, like playmakers in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but I think they still needed a point guard because a point guard would help the other guys on the team because sure. now you're asking these great defensive guys great scores, and I think it's similar with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You have these two elite wing players, and you're like, Oh well, you guys can bring the ball up and initiate the offense. Well, that's not the only—that's not the only aspect of being a point guard. It's just like initiating offense. It's understanding who needs a shot, when, what type of plays to run, the feel for the game. And I think having White and Marcus Smart there will help them be able to kind of do that and allow Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to do what they do best.
1: Yeah, and Perk alluded to it with uh, his familiarity with the system, basically. Ume yeah. Odoka being someone who was on Pop's staff previously. So, all right, in just a bit here on NBA Today we're playing the comparison game. Which superstars on the Super Bowl champion Rams have comps with NBA stars? We'll tell you in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're watching NBA Today. We all know breakfast is an important part
3: of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
1: George Sedano here with Richard Perk Ramona. I hope you all know this because it's Valentine's Day today. And if you don't, you're going to probably be in trouble. But uh, again, I hope you got your significant other something. But I need something here, too. OK, I need oh. you all the way in on this. The all Valentine's Day starting five players that connote Valentine's Day with their names. OK, so here's the group. Oh, wow. Derek Rose, Denzel Valentine, obviously. Uh, Josh Hart, of course. Kevin Love, your former teammate, and Precious Achua. So, Richard, I'll start with you. All names that connote Valentine's Day, what's the record of that team over 82 games? Uh, uh, honestly, are we
3: talking about prime version or current version? Current version, current, 2022. Current, current version, they probably have the same record as the Lakers.
1: So, like, four games under 500? Yeah, 400
3: games under 500. Like, that that roster is probably the same as the Lakers. Perk? Yeah, yeah Perk, what do you got? <laughs>
2: I'm going with RJ on that one. That game, for that that roster will be for show. Five to ten games under 500.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, That's
3: I don't cool.
2: know what who said,
1: what that says more about the Lakers currently. Yeah, or the, that, the, the, that, or that was a team. shot at the Lakers. <laughs> Let's yeah.
3: just like don't we're not hide it. Anybody that had any curiosity to it, it was definitely a
1: shot. There. All right, Richard. What team needs more love this season? <laughs>
3: Which team needs more love? The Cleveland Cavaliers. And I wish I could yell the way I want. The Cleveland Cavaliers from start to finish have been the most impressive team and not most impressive like Milwaukee Bucks or are they the best team it's just they have played with the consistency they have played with a unique lineup which is even more special considering you have a a younger head coach and JB Bickerstaff who's only been there a couple years and you have a bunch of young guys like Evan Mobley Jared Allen Darius Garland so you have a bunch of young guys so the fact that they have been able to play the way they have been playing big two centers Jared Allen Evan Mobley you don't see that very very often especially if you're not having a ton of skill. So for me, I love the Cleveland Cavaliers and I think they need more love. Perk. Memphis, go ahead, Perk.
2: You already know it's Memphis. <laughs> they need more national televised games. I mean, they must see TV. We don't need, we don't need to take them off. But listen, which storyline they need to be is Reggie Jackson. Look, what Reggie Jackson has been doing for the Clippers, right now the Clippers have a better record than the Los Angeles Lakers, and they had not had Kawhi Leonard all season long. They only had Paul George for about ten games. Reggie Jackson has been the closer. He has been the Mr. Fourth Quarter. For them. And right now he got him in a great position for us being in the play-in position to actually compete to get into the playoffs because you never know what could happen down the line for us Kawhi and Paul George returning. I'm showing love to Reggie Jackson today. Perk, I like where your head's at, okay? I'm going to go with Scotty Barnes,
1: okay? okay? The Toronto Raptors Ooh. are also a big surprise this season. We didn't know what we were going to get out of them. And Scotty Barnes is the rookie of the year. No, you're right wrong. Now. You're absolutely he wrong. He is the rookie you're of wrong. the year. Why am I wrong?
3: <laughs> Evan Mobley is the rookie okay. of the year. We don't, we, yeah.
1: we, can, we can argue about this later. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is the man. Right He's now. nice. I love Scotty okay. Barnes.
3: Scotty has no disrespect. Love some Scotty Barnes. Plus, Give me a guy
1: who can impact the game from the wing. okay? That, that's what that's you it. want. That's what you want. I'm just saying. All right, NBA All-Star Weekend begins Friday in Cleveland with the Celebrity Game on ESPN and the ESPN app with Richard and Perk and Cassidy doing their thing on Let's the broadcast. Go. Let's and Monica go. McNutt as well. Hall of Famers Bill Wall and Dominique Wilkins will be the head coaches. Team Walton will be led by Cleveland native Machine Gun Kelly and Quavo. Uh, Who's playing in his fifth celebrity game? Let's go. Team Dominique stars Miles Garrett from the Browns, Jack Harlow, and Tiffany Haddish. Our coverage begins at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, from the Wolstein Center, home of Cleveland State University. Odell Beckham Jr. is a champ. He also loves hoop. So we're wondering, who's the NBA's OBJ, the closest player comp? That is next.
2: I got something that
3: oh, I can will love. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe Loser got to make a little lemonade stand or something in the uh, <laughs>
1: all season or so.
2: <laughs> in, so in the, well, other, I, team in the say, other team I, I, city, in the other team city. Because, yeah, yeah,
1: that's how confident I am.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah. You, yeah, you said I'm going to be selling, no selling lemonade. lemonade. Yes, you are. Bro, enjoy that lemonade. <laughs> Fresh squeeze. Oh, my goodness. Oh,
1: Yes, on Friday, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson made a Super Bowl (laughs) bet. By the way, Richard and I were still talking about Mobley and Barnes in the break. Mr. Bridges came out victorious. (laughs) He even took to Twitter saying, make sure you guys pull up to Cam's lemonade stand. All right, much like the lemonade, that's cold, obviously, but uh, it's got us thinking. The Rams are a star-studded championship team. It's only natural. We think about how some of these stars compare to guys in the NBA. So who is the Matthew Stafford's? version in the NBA Ramona
6: I'm gonna go with Chris Paul he hasn't won yet but he's so close he's been on so many good teams that Mm. never quite broke through if they win it it's Chris Paul everybody's rooting for him same thing they were with Matthew Stafford let's go CP3
1: all right who is the Cooper Cup NBA player comp um I think I'm gonna go here with Damian Lillard uh, look like small that. school guy right if you look at it I, I think you find yourself in a situation where uh, both these guys right are unbelievably explosive. We didn't know what we were going to get out of them and I think that they have both exceeded expectations and are both Hall of Fame caliber players. So next
2: who is the Odell Beckham Junior NBA comp perk. I'm going with James Harden we both th- of those yes. guys are, are superstars crazy talented talented and just haven't had the right fit. I think when you look at uh, what OBJ did for the Rams, he put them over the top, and I think that's what James Harden is going to do for the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, lastly, who is the Aaron
1: Donald NBA comp? I'm going to go again, just because we don't need any more Richard. to be. (laughs) Thank you. you. (laughs) uh, I'm going to go with Bam. (laughs) Perk, this was for you. Bam, I didn't buy you, okay? (laughs) Because we're talking about two dudes that were undersized, right? People said, ah, we don't know what they are. They're kind of tweeners, and both are ballers. Aaron Donald is a surefire Hall of Famer, so much so that he could retire potentially. And Bam can guard any position on the floor, arguably the most versatile big we have in the NBA. So there you go. By, By the way, here is LeBron congratulating the Rams and the city of L.A. Uh he actually said they should do a triple parade. Oh yes, I'm with it, Braun. What do you think? I'm with it.
6: Yeah, but they should have the Dodgers the Lakers won in 2020, they should have did that. <laughs> but it was year.
3: COVID, it was COVID. Right. There was like we couldn't get everybody together. Look, at the end of the day, if you're an LA sports fan, you're loving life. Life is great.
1: What else do you want to say? Football championships, basketball championships. <laughs> all play that ready yo, what It's like, yo, what do you want, do you want to do? I, I, I like Braun's idea of the concert at the end, yeah. too. We can just bring Snoop and Dre back and Agreed. everybody back and just keep doing Bring Cube into it, all My the era. NWA crew, right? Let's just do all that, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. For real. So, Braun, we that's a good the idea. Definitely. Yeah, he got the, I mean, he the, got the money to pay for it. Congrats call. to the Rams, City of LA, and of we course, Mikhail are Bridges. The Thanks champ. for watching.